0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential and then develop that potential and deploy the potential. The reason why you were born with great potential, the reason why you have been given much is because... There are specific needs that you and only you alone will meet those needs. I want you to understand that it's going to take time, it's going to take energy, it's going to take effort for you to be all God created you to be. You are not the result of an accident. God designed you and has positioned to here for a time such as this. We are going to continue our discussion on the subject of racism. And I'm speaking from my book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative Look at the Origin and the End of racism. If this is your first time of uh, watching this broadcast, I want to welcome you. Please do me a favor. There are three things I want you to do. The first one is to share this broadcast, invite other people to join us, subscribe to my channel, and get a copy of the book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? The book is here. gonna change your life. Don't only get a copy for yourself, get copies for some other person. We are now in chapter four and we are looking at lessons from the past. We'll be looking at the life of Joseph because he suffered a lot, both from his brothers and the society. He was sold into slavery by his own brothers. He was forcefully accused and sent to prison for a crime he did not commit. He was discriminated against. However, Joseph rose up above all Ar- and became the prime minister of Egypt. Oh, you may dismiss this to say, oh, these are just some fairy tales and how uh, how can a story like this help me? Well, there is a lot in the life of Joseph that I think if we can learn and apply, it's going to be good. Some of what we've seen so far regarding the life of Joseph is that he had a good understanding of the big picture. In other words, he was not just limited by what was happening to him. He saw God's bigger plan for his life and the life of his people. And that is why he was able to tell his brothers, what you meant for bad, God has used it for good. You sold me thinking that uh, I was going to die, but God was sending me ahead of you to prepare a remnant, to prepare a place to save the whole family. Joseph understood how to live above his circumstances. He made the most with what he was having. His gift was interpreting dreams and while he was in in, in slavery, in prison, he used that gift very effectively and that gift brought him before kings. So the other thing that we've learned is that your gift will bring you before kings and that the shortcut to prominence is by solving problems. Nobody ever solves problems, and remains hidden. If you identify a problem and provide a solution, it's going to bring you the breakthrough that you need. And the last time we talked about, we got on your side, you are the majority. That is something I learned in the life of Joseph. He was obedient to God. He was a person of And he didn't let his circumstances prevent him from standing on his own and standing with God. If God be for you, who can be against you? If God be with you, you are on the majority. Now today I'm going to be talking about you can rise above institutionalized discrimination. You can rise above institutionalized institutionalized, uh, discrimination. Today, there's so much talk about discrimination being institutionalized. And uh, a lot of people complain that the system is rigged. The system is against me. The system, the system, the system. Well, people might rightfully th- talk about the lack of access to jobs, opportunities, healthcare, and upward social mobility. Uh, people of color people of color are unlikely to be appointed to occupy a sitting position in some countries if you are if you're sitting from a sitting uh, ethnic group you cannot occupy sitting positions as well as i speak uh, Cameroon the country where I was born it, it's it's uh, there is a an armed rebellion going on there, right? now. It's a civil war, whatever you want to call it, because the minority uh, speaking Anglophones or the English speakers uh, that constitute two provinces of the country are in minority compared to the French side that has eight uh, provinces. The English are accused in the French side of ma- marginalizing them, not giving them access to uh, jobs access to ministerial positions and, and making them feel as if they're second-class citizens. So the Anglophones, they want to break, break away from the country and from their own country where they'll have all the freedoms and everything that they want. Institu- institutionalized um, discrimination. It is not easy to overcome institutionalized discrimination, it is not easy to overcome it. Where well, some people are calling it systematic racism or whatever name you, you label it. The issue is it's very difficult. However, don't end that it is difficult. However, Joseph's life demonstrates to us that it doesn't matter what society says. It doesn't matter what the laws in, in place are. It is possible to rise up to overcome whatever institutions that are there that are preventing people from reaching their full potential. And now, how do you go about that? How, how do you uh, rise up again above the limitations that society is placing up upon you, the limitation that the institutions of society are placing up upon you? This is what you do. <clears throat> Instead of focusing on what is being done against you, and all the roadblocks that you have to overcome, focus on discovering your gift and perfecting it. Instead of focusing on what they are doing to you and against you, focus on your gift and start perfecting that gift. Everybody has a gift. Joseph was a slave in Egypt. The Egyptians considered the Hebrews to be detestable. They could not even eat with them. However, his gift was interpreting dreams. He used that gift in prison, and that gift opened the door for him. You need to know your gift. You need to find it because each and every one of us has a gift. Find your own gift and start perfecting it. Find your own gift and start expecting it perfecting it. Quit complaining. Quit making excuses because it is futile. It doesn't help at all. The way forward, the way out is to be a problem solver. You must rise up above your circumstances. You must be about solving problems. Well, some of you are going to say, oh, so what? you have just being an idealist. You need to face reality. What is the reality? The reality that you're complaining and grumbling, how has that helped you? Joseph didn't do that. There was no committee trying to free him. He focused on what he was good at. And eventually it made a way out for him. As idealistic. As this may sound, this is the only hope that we have to defeat such hatred, ignorance, bigotry. You cannot win this war by complaining and letting the action of others push you into anger and self-pity. If you listen to my previous broadcast, I stated clearly you are created in god's image and likeness you don't let other people define you for you you don't let other people's expectations become your reality you need to believe what god says about you the amount of melanin in your skin does not determine who you are and anybody who thinks because somebody has more melanin it somehow makes them less human. That person has a serious problem. They need help. Why will you allow such a person to influence your self worth well and how you value yourself? If a madman collects your clothes, puts them on, You don't chase down the madman, you go and dress up before you try to collect your clothes from the madman. Because if you're running around naked and accusing the madman, oh, I'm running around naked because the madman took my clothes. Now you may be wondering, what am I talking about? When we're kids, we go to the stream, to take a bath, you undress and put your clothes on the the banks of the river and you jump in and do what you have to do. In that case, if you jump into the river, you're naked and your clothes are on the banks of the river and a madman passes by, because where I grew up, mad people were not locked away, they move around. So if the madman passes by and picks your clothes, you don't come out of the stream naked and you're chasing behind the madman. You need to go dress up first. If not, people will think you are not a mad person. And that is why when people are trying to tell you they are less human, when anybody is trying to tell you that because you look a certain way, you sound a certain way, you you are less human, you don't chase them. Don't, Don't go behind them. You need to be you. And that is why tomorrow I'm going to be talking about why you have to be yourself, why you have to be changing you. Don't worry about changing other people. This is about you. How are you handling the situation? Joseph was not having an, an army of social activists. I'm not against uh, demonstrating and put pressure, pressurizing other people to make adjustments and the government to pass laws and make changes. I'm not against that. What I'm saying is that if you are not freed as an individual, no matter what laws are passed, you're still going to be in bondage because you don't see yourself to be whole and complete. I, I just had a conversation with somebody and I was telling them that I, I had my, my, uh, uh, my aha moment while I was in, in, in. it just dawned on me that uh, just get along with the program and, and that it wasn't a mistake for me to be born in Africa and, and It's just something that I started thanking God for and celebrating it because God doesn't make mistakes. I'm going to touch more on that. Anger and self-pity is deadly. Don't dwell there. Don't blame people. Joseph refused to blame his brothers. He told them, don't blame yourself for selling me here. God sent me ahead of you. It sounds as as if it's double talk. But Joseph understood that at the end of the day, what matters is what God is saying and what God is doing and what God's plan is. See, Joseph had every opportunity to complain about the Egyptian society. Yeah, he had every every reason. Justifiable. Justifiable. He was enslaved, he was bought and brought there out of his will. He was enslaved, he was sent to prison. And these people hated the Hebrews and considered them to be subhuman. He had every reason to complain because of the discrimination, the oppression, and the slavery was part of the society. You know, Joseph could have bemoaned the lack of opportunities, and upward mobility because he was a slave. He was working for free for his master, making him tons of money because we are told that the master's business flourished. But Joseph was not being paid. Instead, he was forcefully accused and sent to prison. But what did Joseph choose to focus on? He chose to focus on what he could bring on the table. He focused on what he was already having what he didn't have. Joseph focused on what he was bringing on the table. He focused on what he was already having. He could interpret dreams. And that is why when he was falsely accused and sent to prison, he saw two other prisoners that were depressed, downcasted, and he decided to reach out to them. He didn't say, oh, Rot in your corner, and by the way, I was sent here forcefully, why should I care about other people? He cared for people. And that is why this approach, please listen to me carefully. I'm pleading. If you're watching this, if you're listening, I want to go over it again because It appears to be very simplistic, but it's powerful. It's just like the law of reaping and sowing. You know, most people break that law and they're like, who cares? You break the law, the consequences of the law are in it. If you don't sow, you cannot reap. If you don't sow, you cannot reap. If you don't plant, you cannot harvest. So focus on what you can bring on the table and what you're already having. It's going to bring you breakthrough. It's going to break systematic racism, discrimination, call it institutionalized, whatever you want to call it. This approach is counterintuitive, but therein lies the power for holistic transformation. If you truly want to be free, I'm talking to you as an individual. It starts with one person. Remember, I already said, the crowd from the last broadcast, the majority is never right. Most of the times, if you look throughout the entire Bible, the majority was always wrong. The crowd was always wrong. All the time. No single time that the crowd figured it out. And that is why you need to be careful when statistics have been thrown out there. Oh, everybody is doing this. Everybody thinks like this. Don't follow the crowd, be willing to stand as an individual. Thank God that God always stands with the man or the woman that stands up with him. Throughout Scripture, God uses individuals. And that is where you need to be. See, when we focus on doing what we can and get better at it, eventually doors will open. It's gonna take time and a lot of work to get good at what you were ordained to do. It's okay to work hard. It's okay to sweat. Work hard, work smart, Remember, it's going to take time to develop yourself, to deploy. That is where you should be focusing because you already have potential in you. You are gifted already. Don't get distracted by what other people are doing or what they're trying to do to you. When individuals begin to walk in this truth and start rejecting the lies that have been fed to them about who they are, what they can or cannot do, nothing, nothing. Even institutionalized discrimination will be able to stop them. Do you really want to be free? You need to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Stop believing lies that have been fed to you. That, oh, having more melanin, so-called black, it's uh, inferior or being white or pink, I don't know. I haven't seen, as I I've kept saying, I haven't seen somebody like as white as a color white or white as a sheet of paper, you know, a white sheet of paper. It's rather constructed, convoluted terms that those who came up with those terms have an nefarious agenda and we need to reject them. Don't buy into the lies. There is one human race. This one human family, we are all different, but it doesn't make anybody superior to another person. It doesn't make anybody more human than another person. If you believe that, you are living in a world that you've created through the pigment of your imagination. Do you really want to be free? you need to affirm this one human family. We are all equal, though we are not the same. None is less human. We are all God's children. See, if you think this cannot break institutionalized discrimination, Aksa, Nelson Mandela, who after 27 years in prison, oversaw the dismantling of an oppressive apartheid regime that believed dark-skinned South Africans could not participate in government, even though they were the majority of the population. Took him 27 years, but he believed that his people will be free. It's a struggle, needs to continue. Now there's something about Joseph's life that I, I want to bring up. Why was he different? Why was he able to overcome all the almost insurmountable obstacles that he was facing. There's one thing that enabled him to overcome institutionalized discrimination in Egypt. It is written by faith. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Joseph was a person of faith. He understood even before his brothers came because his father taught him, because his father's father taught him, and Abraham, God had promised Abraham, I'm going to bless you sometime in the future, I'll bless you so that you'll be blessed to the entire world, and sometime in the future, your generation is going to go down to Egypt. You'll be enslaved. After 420 years or so, they're going to leave Egypt. Those stories, that promise was passed on to the generations, and Joseph was aware of those stories. And that is why he instructed his brothers, when I die, I know a day going to come and leave this place. We're going to get out of this place and move to, uh, back into the promised land. Joseph knew that his circumstances were temporary. He understood that God's promise was bigger than whatever institutionalized Discrimination the Egyptians had against him. That is how he was able to overcome that. That's why he was able to rise up above. Everything his brothers did to him and everything the institutions of Egypt did to him. Why are you at the mercy of human institutions? Why why do you feel so helpless? Do Do you really know who you are? Do you understand God's agenda for you? Do you understand God's plan for your life? Do you understand where you are coming from and where you are going? You need to know all that. You do have to allow other people to define it for you. I mean, I tell people all the time, you, you can't stop me. I don't care what you think about me. It, it doesn't matter. It's immaterial. I don't care. Do you know where I'm coming from? Do you know where I'm going? Then why are you trying to? How can you stop me? You don't. You're clueless. You can pass all the judgment you want. You can believe all what you want about what you think about me. That is on you. I'm not going to go there. I know who I am. I know who I am. You may even think, oh, this guy is oppressed and he does not know. Really? Who told you that? What do you know about me? Do, do you know my origin? Do, what, what do you know? We need to be very careful when we look at people and we pass blanket judgments, we we'll put them into categories and we we'll classify them. Uh, I, I posted something the other day and, uh, and, and some, some guy was like, oh, you, you, you come across a, 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 as if you are black, but you are not black. Really? You expect me to talk in a certain way and behave in a certain way because you place me in a certain category? How dare you? How dare you think for me? How dare you expect me to behave in a certain way because I look in a certain way? Really? You must be kidding. You must be kidding. One of the most insultive and one of the most degrading thing that people can do is when they meet somebody and in their mind, they're already thinking, because this person looks like this, they must act and behave like this. Do you know me? Have we interacted before? Why are you judging me before ever knowing me? We need to stop it. It starts with you. When you meet people, you know, get to know them, talk to them, ask questions, understand them. And if they mess up, you can say, okay, this guy messed up. I was hiking the other day in Colorado and I met these two ladies. And we were just, you know, we were just talking. and um, It turned out one of them, stopped in Colorado on her way to California. Her husband uh, had uh, was having a job, a new job, uh, professor in quantum physics and moving to California. We were just talking and um, they wanted to take a picture. I'm like, okay, let me, th- we're going up the incline up in Colorado. So I took them a few pictures and we were just, we just got friendly and just talking to each other. And then I told them, you know, I'm a geologist, Geology teaches a lot about issues like racism because we don't use the color of minerals to uh, identify minerals. It's not very reliable. And we you know just move from there to, you know. So we just had a conversation and, and I told them, no. If I didn't tell you that ah, I'm a professor, if I didn't tell you that I'm a geologist, if I didn't tell you anything about me, you could have easily just thought, oh, this is another, you know, whatever. Oh, this guy's just coming from the hood or something. It's very dangerous. We must stop it. You have to stop it. If you don't know about people, go learn about them. Ask questions. Get to connect with people. Get to know them. Don't be lazy by just assuming that, oh, because somebody looks like this, they are all like that. It's very insulting. It's very stupid. It's very foolish. Stop it. And you who is believing all the trash about you, is that really who you are? You believe nonsense that people have been telling you about you, and you are trying to act it out. You need to wake up. It's very important. Now, while it is important, so so I I, I was making all this point to say that without faith, love, and hope, we are all doomed because these are the qualities that can change hearts and keep us going. Even when the hearts have not yet been changed. So if you have love in your heart, you have hope, you have faith, it doesn't really matter what is happening around you. You can take this to the bank. It won't fail you. There are three things that will last. Hope, love, and faith. And the greatest is love. Love. And that is why we've not been given a fear, a spirit of fear, but a spirit of what? The sound mind? Of love. If you have the spirit of God in you, I don't say if you say you do, if you have it and you're not manifesting it, then maybe you're having a different spirit. Conversation for another day. You know why it is important and necessary and critical and, you know, to to dismantle all the institutionalized discrimination, you do not have to wait for this to happen, for you to walk in your calling. Slavery was not banned uh, banned in Egypt for Joseph to become the prime minister. I, please, I know This can be taken out of context and blown into proportion. I didn't say slavery is good. I didn't say that the institution of slavery should uh, be maintained. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that even when slavery was being practiced in Egypt, Joseph still rose as a slave. And every year in the United States we have a few exceptions of people. Slaves are not allowed to reap. Some people still figure out a way around it. I want you to be thinking, I'm going to be the uh, exceptional one because we are are all exceptional. Don't talk about the other people. Don't talk about the masses. Talk about you. What are you doing? What are you going to do? It's on you. You don't have to wait for everybody to change for you to change. You don't have for, for, for everybody to have hope for you to have hope. You don't have to wait for everybody to have faith for you to have faith. You don't have for everybody to believe in, in you for you to start believing in yourself and what God has placed in you. It starts with you. It's very important. Don't get distracted. Joseph understood that being in Egypt was not the final destination and that God had a bigger and a better plan. Do you see the bigger picture? Where are you going? Why are you, why are you here? What, what What is driving you? What is your agenda? What is your mission? Oh, I, I, I please listen to what I'm about to say. It's, it's, it's life changing. It's going to change your life. There are many things about your life that you had no control over. Many things about your life that you had no control over. And it is going to take faith in God for you to understand how to navigate your way forward. The minute is about you that you have zero control. Zero control. For example, you did not choose your parents. I didn't choose my own parents. When and where you were born, you had zero control over that. I hear the rolling 20s where the American economy was booming and things were great. Would you have rather been born in the 20s? What about the 60s? What about the 70s? What about the 80s? I don't know. But you are here now. You didn't choose the generation or dispensation to be born in. Then why are you worried about it? Who told you that is a problem? You you did not choose to be born in Africa. Or you did not choose to be born in America. You did not choose to be born in Europe or wherever you were born. China, Japan, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore. I don't know. You had zero control over that. Why is it a problem? Who told you it's a problem? Where did you get it from? How do you know it's a problem? If you're listening, right? If you're listening, are you listening to God? Are you listening to what people are telling you about where you were born or who your parents were? Why are you believing a lie? God doesn't make mistakes. There's the reason why you were born in a particular place. You were born with a particular gender. Why are you trying to change it? You are not consulted, why are you trying to change it? Let me let me share with you the danger of not embracing those things you cannot change. And that is where the greatest problem is. As I told you, when I was still in Africa, it just dawned on me. The best thing that ever happened in my life was being born in Africa. To, Particular parents, in a particular village, at a particular time. It just dawned on me. This is the best thing ever. And I started celebrating and worshipping God for it. Who told you, I have liability, being, being born with more melanin is it's a liability. Who told you that? Who? Says who? Says who? Who? What makes it a liability? You know, I wrote a book, Coming to America, A Journey of Faith, because I wasn't born in America, right? It's not a liability. It's very important to to start letting go of those things that you don't have control over. You, You can bleach, you know, perch your skin color as much as you want. It's not going to change how you feel about yourself. It's not going to change what you believe about yourself. If you think... Pigmentation of your color can change you, can, can limit you. Then you are in deep doo doo, in deep trouble. Do not let anybody tell you that. Any of those things that you did not choose can stop you. Please, life will be very unfair if what we had zero control over becomes our nemesis. You may say that it's happening. No, it's what you believe. Your belief system is what is actually promoting the outcome, prompting the outcome that you are having. Now, now listen to, listen to this now very carefully the things that you cannot stop, the things that you don't have control over, cannot stop you. Now, this is what can stop you. The things that can stop you, are the choices you make and what you believe about yourself and your abilities, okay? The things that can stop you are the choices that you make and what you believe about yourself and your abilities, in other words those things in your life that you have control over those things in your life that you can change if you don't change them you are in trouble you need to change how you believe about you how do you see yourself whole and complete in god what do you believe about your abilities that you can do all things through christ who strengthens you what can you what do you believe about yourself what do you believe about the love of God for you? God who did not spare his only begotten son, but gave him up for us. How much more alongside with him will he give us all other things? What do you believe about you? They are just the, the result of some cosmic accident, you are here uh, as a result of uh, uh, some chance, random, whatever. Then what is the purpose of your life? Where are you going? What is the purpose of life? Why do we even bother talking about these things? Why do we bother getting along with each other if survival of the fetus is just what is really driving everything? If it's all about survival, then why are we complaining then? Why are we complaining? If it's just survival, no? Strongest, get rid of the weak ones. and You survive, it's all about passing our genes to the next generation. Why are we complaining? Why do we need to get along well? If it's all about survival. It's important. Identify those things that you can change. There's a lot that you can change. You can change the books you read. You can change who you listen to. You can change what you watch. You can change the places you go to. You can change the people that you're hanging around with. You can make those changes. It's difficult, but you can. What you cannot change is your parents. You are already born once. Yeah, I mean, you you, you could be born again. But you cannot change your skin color. You can bleach all you want. you do not get to change your DNA. You cannot change your continent you were born on the day you were born on. You're born, you're born. So it's important to know that. Let it go. Focus on the things that you can change. Change your friends. Change, change your environment. Do you know I flew 8,000 miles? More than eight thousand miles from my country of birth to the United States because I wanted to learn more about geology. I wanted to go to school so badly. I left my family. I left my parents. I left my wife, my one-year-old son. We just newly married. I left everything behind. Flew more than eight thousand miles because I wanted to go to school. Why are you living a couple of miles away? from world-class universities, community colleges, a lot of opportunities. Don't to take advantage of them? and you are complaining? Oh, they've done this to me. They did that to me. They did that. How is that helping you? How is that helping you? You complain. You get up in the morning, sit in front of the TV and watch TV all day and goof around. How is that helping you? Oh, but you don't understand. Of course, I don't understand. How is that helping you? Joseph had everything working against him. He chose the high road. And there are some challenges to choose the high road. Have faith that God will perfect his plan for your life by making use of you as you are. You don't need to change to be somebody else for God to use you. You don't need to change your ethnicity or skin color to fulfill your destiny. This is ground zero. If you want to rise above institutionalized discrimination, it's important for you to accept you the way you are. It's very wrong what's going on with critical race theory. We were th- we, we 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 are we uh, some some are believing that you have the uh, oppressors and uh, no. and there's just no way out out of this uh, uh, vicious cycle. Joseph didn't analyze the situation like that. He was in a difficult spot. But what mattered the most is that God was with him. Since I started this series and throughout the whole book, I condemned vehemently, all acts of evil, all acts of discrimination, all acts of injustice, I condemn it, I condemn it. But if you don't listen to me carefully, you think that I condone it. No, I don't. I've even I've, I've said, if you, if you go back and listen, that racism is, to use racism to cover up evil, to, to use racism to excuse evil, it's, it's wrong, because what we even call racism is a manifestation of of the wickedness in the hearts of people. It's just what is it? What what it is? Plain and simple. You cannot say, "Oh, racism uh, caused me to, to to kill somebody," or "Racism made me." Uh, racism made you how? I will, you tell me. Were, were you uh, somehow uh, overtaken? by this force, what, what is that racism, a spirit? What is it that took hold of you that you see another human being made in God's image and likeness and you think, oh, that, that less human, really, you've got a problem, you've got a problem. So we, we don't have to allow uh, 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 this uh, made up uh, social construct to, to continue to divide, to continue to enslave I mean, shockingly, I have been accused of uh, of, of black privilege. Of you know? yeah, there's something like that. There's white privilege. There, there is black privilege. There is immigrant privilege. There, there is privilege. You know, where where, where, where are we going to stop? God has a plan for your life. Identify it. God has equipped you. God has gifted you. Identify it. Use those gifts. Focus on those things that are under your control. You can walk out. You can eat right. You can exercise. There's so much that you can do to change your life. Can you focus on those things, please, and take care of you? And every other thing is going to fall in place. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And this, all these other things are going to be added, isn't it? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's precisely what Joseph was doing. That is why, instead of hating his brothers, instead of looking for revenge, instead of staying in anger, bitterness, and resentment, he forgave them. Unfortunately, we have been taught this day, critical race theory is sanctifying hatred, is sanctifying unforgiveness. And now they're trying to 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 whip up white guilt. Why? We've not received the spirit of fear, but of love for some mind. There is one human race. There is one God. And you can rise up and overcome and be unstoppable. matter where you are when you believe and step out in faith that the way God created you he can use you like that thank you so much for watching remember get the book read it spend some time read it slowly analyze the information if you have questions get back to me let's have this conversation We must have must continue to shine our light because Light will always overcome darkness, no matter how thick the darkness is. I didn't tell you where you can get a book on my Amazon. You can get it on my website, iemapproach.com, erictangomonkem.com, Kubo Books. I mean, Wherever books are sold, you can have a copy of the book. If you want an audio copy, you can as well grab one. And if you cannot afford the book, send an email to me, reach out to me, call me. My number, you can find my number on my website. IEMapproach.com. The link is below this video. You're going to find a way to contact me there. And let's have the conversation. You can make a difference. We don't need a majority. It need to start with you. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Stay tuned for more updates. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, please do so and share this. God bless you immensely.